Video games, we drink excellent craft beer. I'm Ben Nova, joined by Alex Malpass. Yay. And I'm joined by Adol Koji. Hello. How are we? All right? Yeah. yeah good. Pretty good. You? Excellent, yes. Very well, thank you. Let's begin with beer. Yeah, so we've got three beers like normal um, Five Point, a Buxton, and a uh, Mad Hatter. Yeah. Um, two Pals and an IPA because we're just. Going straight back to the pale ale hmm. IPA thing, because some fair. of those beers were too funky for me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. A couple of the fruit ones were a little um the sours. Yeah, oh, it was exciting, but yeah, sours. No, not interested. Cool. That what is one thing I won't miss as much. Um, yes. Yeah. Here in Canada, we don't seem to have sours, and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, it's fine. I think my, I might grow into it one day, but. When you're not 65 <laughs> and your taste buds oh, yeah. are all in a wild anyway. Yeah, like gin. I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about the fact that I don't like gin. Oh, I fucking love gin. No. Oh, gin's amazing. No, it isn't. Right, what are you drinking out of? Uh, nothing. What have you got in store for us? You're not drinking nothing. today. I'm not drinking today. So we're going to have to make do extra special hard yeah. drinking these beers. Hmm. Well, right, let's I don't know what on the fuck that is. But... No. Um, I'm, I'm not even to... eating candies. Oh, I'm not having a good time. No. Yeah, we'll go with the Bugson, it seems. Short. So this is a more top pale ale. Oh yeah. Love that sound. With our previous episodes, when uh, it's just been me and Adam, we've been a bit light on the beer knowledge. <laughs> so um, we expect a lesson today. Yep. No, everyone listening, thinking, yeah. I want a lesson, definitely, with beer I don't have in front of me. So I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. That, that is so, why I listen to uh, video game and beer podcasts. Just, just yeah. lessons. Wow, that is very pale. Yeah, it's a very, really very pale. pale. It's like yellow, light, it's light like, yellow. It's like a, a milky urine. Mmm, <laughs> that makes me really want this now. Mm, it's got a very nice nose, kind of. Um, kind of grapefruity. Yeah. Nice and hoppy. It's got. So I, I feel like nice it's almost fruit. got a little bit of sourness to it. Mm-hmm. Only very slightly though. But that might be sort of the grapefruit. That is flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's nice. It's nice. It's got. It's got quite a bitter, a high bitterness to it. Mm. Um. So that. Possibly a bit too sharp on the bitterness at the end there. There's like not too much citrus going on at the beginning either. Although it's grapefruity, it's not. Yeah, apparently. possibly. Hmm. I don't think it sticks around for too long. It's not, um, doesn't overstay its welcome as such. No, but for a pale ale, I would have expected it to be quite a bit lower on the yeah. bitterness. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. It's a decent beer. And Buxton pretty much always do good beers, I think. From the Wolfsburg, that was a sour, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So. But people are rating Buxton very highly. I saw um, an article that had the hundred top beers of the moment mm. in it, and um, so the I, one that keeps changing. What the the yeah. list? Yeah, you can you can tweet at 
Oh, really? Whatever it is, and yeah, you oh, tweet the beers and they tally up the tweets for them. I see. I saw a static version of it. Maybe yeah. It didn't change, but um, I guess it's UK beers only, but um, Proper Job was the number one beer on that. Which, really? It's a nice beer, but it kind of discredited the rest of the list for me a little bit when I saw that that was the top beer. Because I was like, yeah, I mean, Big Job is better than Proper Job. Mm. So it's not even the best version of that beer that, that <laughs> St. Austell do. So, yeah, I'm not quite quite sure. Why. And nothing by Colonel in that, which seemed very odd as well. Where was the information collated? It know? didn't say. Oh, okay. Didn't say. So maybe it was by tweets. Okay. And therefore, just quite some possible. That's the only one I know of going on. Too bad you don't have Twitter, Alex. Otherwise, you could flood them with votes. It's true. Well-informed, good votes, not shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Just generalise everyone that voted. Yeah. A proper job is probably the best beer that you can get in Morrison's right now. So, if it's <laughs> well, that makes sense if it's um if it's done by a majority type because Morrison's has far reach, and mm. all over England you might not be able to get all the the unique beers that that yeah, definitely are That's true. you know better than proper job. So. This is the problem, of course, is the tyranny of the majority. Very true, very true. Right, on to brighter, better things, maybe. <laughs> Adol, as we've been chatting, why don't you uh why don't you start us off with a game? Um, sure. I picked up um Massive Chalice. Yeah. And it is really fun. It's the uh is that the first one? Because the second one came out recently? I think it. I didn't know there was a second one. It, I thought it was fairly new. Might be talking shit again. You? <laughs> it generally happens. Just make up games as we You're go just along. Acting like a massive chalice. Right <laughs> um, I didn't think there was a second one. Anyway, I pulled. I pulled us off topic very sadly. Um, it's What's uh, it like? It's a uh, turn-based um, strategy game. Um, so your standard, um, you know, like XCOM, like, um, all those sort of isometric view, you have hexagons, but you don't actually see, um, you know, you don't see, but you clearly are limited by movement points, which are just done in ranges. Uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's set in a fantasy setting. Um, but what's really unique about it is the Tactical battles are only a small part, are a part of the game, but the rest of the game is the meta game. Is you somehow are part of the massive, the massive chalice now, and you are guiding the kingdom against the encroaching forces. So it's got this entire generational thing going on. So okay. uh, first thing you do is you build a keep, and then you appoint one of your heroes to be like the head of the keep so they get taken out of um your roster but then you have to match them to you have to give them a partner and different partners so different people have different skills and different partners will have will um basically uh have lower or higher fertility rates right um and you basically fast forward like you just play through time um and as your as your tunes your heroes uh age um, they might die suddenly. They um, they breed if they're in the keep, and then you get more heroes out of them. You can create a thing that trains them, but they need someone to train them. So you retire a hero that's really good, so they pass on good traits to all the trainees, 
and nice. give them extra XP when they're coming out. Um, in order to like maintain some uh, relics which you find on the battlefield and stuff, they need to mm. be passed down by generations. So it's um, you really have a lot of flexibility. Basically, you start with three different classes of heroes. Your hunter, which is like a crossbow ranged fighter. Your um, alchemist, which is a really odd mage type. They throw firebombs, but they can only carry five. And then there's cool. basically just a body. Um, but one of the first skill unlocks when they level up is um, being able to throw a thing for free without using their action point. So yeah. you can have a couple turns and just then they're done, right? But you can do a lot of damage if you happen to have the the monsters attacking you in a small area. You can just double firebomb them and then get the hell out. Um, so is it is it squad combat or are you just one character? Uh, you you are you're you're directing a vanguard of five heroes. Yeah. In every battle, um, so you you want to tactically, you know, I tend to do one alchemist, um, two cabers, which are you know. Warriors with giant mallets slash logs. Logs. Nice. Um, and then, but if you crossbreed types, you get subtypes. Mm-hmm. So the hunter slash caber, uh, if the caber guy is the father, at least, I don't know if it matters if the father and mother, like whether caber hunter is different from hunter caber. Sure. Um, for you math geeks out there, I'm, I don't know if it's commutative. Um, but, um, basically you get the shadow caber. So it's a caber person who can also, when there's tall things around, move silently if they haven't been seen. And then they, so you can sort of get behind people and then pounce on them slash do some scouting. So long as there's tall objects, um, combat's really fun, really easy to get. Um, because as your characters level up, they unlock new skills, but they also die over time. Like a keep takes about. I think 10 years to build. And mm-hmm. then the next time you build a keep, it'll take even longer. And then you have, uh, you know, basically a library. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a, um, it's another building uh, you build for increasing research time. And then you have, sure. you can recruit up to three heroes to boost that boosting. So you kind of have to balance retiring your heroes out um, to, you know, breed or to give research boosts um, or to train but then you're losing all those levels of progress as soon as you put them in the buildings. And basically the, the metagame is you're in, uh, in one area of the map with your, your capital city where the massive chalice is. And then there's, it's like a small island it looks like, and there, it's split up into about maybe eight, nine sections. And as time progresses, the bad guys encroach uh, and start attacking you on first the periphery, like they come in from different areas. Mm. Um, and each landmass has three um, little squares. And if you lose a battle, as soon as they invade, they get a square. If you lose a battle, the square stays. They always, almost always invade from two different spots. So you have to pick what um, which side you're going to defend. Yeah, And there's different bonuses, like some of them... If you win the battle, it's 1.5 times experience for everyone who survived. Some give you an extra hero. Um, nice. and then, it sounds like there's loads of different sort of strategies that you can take yeah, within really, the, the, the battles themselves, but also in the sort of the meta game and the, the overworld sort of thing. Yeah. Like, as you were sort of talking about it, I'm just thinking about genetic, genetically engineering a race of uber beings to <laughs> take down the encroaching darkness. Aside. But it's, it's, it's quite 
interesting because in the beginning, everyone's dim-witted. Yeah. And you can do things like research um, for a short, like just for like five years, You usually like a small amount of time and get new heroes into the batch, which is basically like new traits and new bloodlines. So you're not, you know, stagnating. Constantly um, but like the brainy people tend to come with like puny, which is lower strength or weak, lower HP, or I think I inverted those. Um, and so there's like different traits that will get passed on. And some of them are positive. Some of them are negative. So it's, so I, you, I, um, it's like, You've got five guys for combat only, and then there's a non-combat bit where you're what growing a city and having these generations. I'm not uh, unclear of how the generations sorry. thing fits in with this side scrolling. So, sort of so basically, the main screen of the game, the one you'll see the most, is this big map where there's like eight, nine regions, and each region can hold a building. So your capital is on one already. You can build a keep. Uh, you can build uh, the research thing, and I think there's something else. But anyway, so you can build these different types of buildings, and as soon as you've, every time you build a subsequent building of that type, it'll it takes more money, more time, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you basically you hold, you push a button, and it fast forwards time. So in the beginning, you're you're just there's a lot of like sitting and waiting for time to go by because you're researching. But then at random points in in the timeline, the bad guys basically uh, attack, and then you with the, okay. sort of with the matching up and the you know pairing off different couples and things. Is this on a, a completely separate screen? Uh, so that's to that's done at the of, keep um, system. Okay. So you basically you highlight that screen, the the area of the map that has the keep on it, and you click on it, right? And then it yeah. brings you into the keep, and then it shows you who you're if. if if someone dies, for example, like the regent of the keep dies, then you have to pick new people, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, then you basically get your hero screens, but the stats are sort of about fertility and traits rather than about your HP and strength and stuff. Sure. Um, so as the time clicks by, all your people age. Um, and so, uh, you know, you, one of your three librarians might die, so you have to choose, do I, I have a pretty strong team now, I don't really want to take anyone out of the running, but I'm going to get a research hit because now I don't have that boost. So do I retire someone now? Or in that I think I'm going to get attacked soon, or do I research slowly but have a good set team? And then if you lose, that means you've lost, like, like I've lost a couple battles complete. Like, you can't, there's no runaway, so you wipe, right? Mm. So I had to do, like, two subsequent researches into getting new heroes just because I was getting pummeled. So even when I won, I only came out with three of my five people. Yeah. Um, and so you can always swap uh, from your roster people into the vanguard. You can't take people back from like the library or the keeps or whatever or training. So you can have basically uh, you can set a person to be the trainer and they'll pass on traits to yeah, yeah. the children or so you can adopt babies, which gives you new blood as well. So there's, there's lots of fucking death yeah. in this then. <laughs> so, but it's it's really about like managing your your roster such that you can like I had a really good team and I was just kicking ass and taking names, but then they all started to get old, mm. and like one of them died unexpectedly at like fifty, and I'm like, what? Fifty? <laughs> and it's like, well, I I, could, I wanted to retire him to train things because, and it was yeah. like, nope, he's dead. 
And then I, I, I didn't do a good job of bouncing my research people. So two of them died really quickly. And so I didn't have enough heroes because I had wiped. So suddenly I had three heroes active and two empty spaces in research because I just didn't have people. Yeah. Um, nice. So, so um, go what, on. Have you, what have you been playing this on? Uh, this is a PC game. It's also on, on Xbox, I think. Mm. Uh, Xbox One, maybe. Yeah. It's on OS X, like all the, all the computer um, OSs. All the computers. Uh, and, and Xbox One. It's a double fine game. Cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I was nice. quite impressed by it. Good. You, so you're enjoying it. Are you going to keep playing it? Yeah, definitely. I have, I don't know what the end game is, um, but I have a feeling once I've because there's so much, like I haven't tried breeding different types of um, subclasses like hybrid mm. classes, and I don't know if it, the game will last long enough that you could then hybrid the hybrids. Sure. Um, so I'm super curious about that, uh, and and it's decent tactical combat, and it's it's a nice twist because you can't sort of because you're constantly changing your heroes and they'll come in at different abilities. Like you can research such that you get high, like higher level heroes on your when you go out to find new heroes, mm-hmm. um, but they'll come in with their trees partially filled. Like if they're a level okay. five, they've gotten two abilities. So you kind of have to just sort of you, you can never just get in a rut of, oh, this is the team that'll win the rest of the game. Yeah. Nice and good. Sounds like it gives you a lot of diversity as well, which is awesome. Yeah, and it I keeps just you, keeps I, you playing, which is really nice. I just bumped into an enemy uh, which are called Wrinklers. And when they hit you, they age you, your hero, by five <laughs> years. Um, but they also do damage that uh, um, based on your age. Yeah. So they'll do, like, on a young, like, a 17, 19-year-old, like, like, a young hero, they'll do, like, two damage. On an old guy, they killed him, and he had 12 hit points. They just, just nice. annihilated him. I was like, oh, they weren't kidding when they said Wrinkler. So they they can then age you and then just destroy you in one one hit. Yeah. Right. Let's so, have anyway. another beer. Yes. Let's have the five point. Uh-huh. It's just called five point pale. Nice branding on it though. Quite oh, simple. Yeah. Just letters. Yeah. Not fanning around with a picture. Nice sans serif <laughs> block letters. Yeah. Nice nice blue. Where are they from? Sorry. Uh, they're a London brewery. I think they're on the Bermondsey Mile. I think they're one of the last ones. I was my memory of that last bit of the tour wasn't isn't great <laughs> <laughs> at that point. Oh yeah, I'm going to the uh, Great British Beer Festival tomorrow in London. So I'm representing Tanked Up. Excellent. So some of you have to go on Twitter, or at least the Tanked Up Twitter, and just. Do pretentious photos of beers as you uh, as you go around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any listeners, if you see me tomorrow, come up and say hello. You'd you'd have to know what I look like already, though. Of course, <laughs> that, essentially, if you already know me and are going, I'm pretty sure no one I know, apart from the people I'm going with, is going. But you know, they might recognize you from the lower half of your face. The beard hasn't yes, changed I much since the true. picture that uh, that we use, mm-hmm. but um, they might recognise my voice. Very, that's very true. <laughs> so you'll have a very to strange talk... angle to cut off the top of your head and go. I know that beard. <laughs> In fact, is this is it's very unlikely this episode will be out before I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd also have to guess that I'll be there and only hear this afterwards as confirmation. Anyway, I will be. <laughs> so this is slightly darker, but not much. A little bit, little bit cloudy. It's 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 
not much darker, but it's more orange. Yeah, a little bit. Mm, a bit more opaque. Mm-hmm. Like it's this not much one... on the smell, is it? Not much on the nose. It's very similar. Oh, really? Very That's fucking right. similar. It's not as bitter. I, I, I did find at the end with that... Um, yeah, you're, you're right. With the Buxton, the sort of increase, like the... Because it's, it's quite a low ABV, it's only 3.6. And uh, with the Buxton, the previous one. And um, you're sort of supposed to balance out ABV and bitterness. Mm. So it's almost like trying to hide the alcohol taste underneath bitterness or something. Um, and I think on that, they sort of, maybe they're doing it on purpose, of course, but like low ABV, high bitterness doesn't work that well, I think. Um, this, yeah. this is just a nicer version of the Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, this five points pale is not as bitter. It's, mm. There's a very slight bitterness, but it doesn't stick around at all. It's, and it's 4.4, so it's a little bit more, that yeah. ratio is adjusted up a bit. Mm. I think it's just less bitter anyway. Yeah. Yeah, this is nice. Mm. I would prefer if I saw these two both on a pump, I wouldn't be going to the Buxton. Although Buxton, you know, Buxton is good. If you see Buxton out there randomly, they're, they're worth a shot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But this, you yeah, know, this is nicer. Definitely. So you're saying it basically they operate the same sort of realm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's very grapefruity. It's, it, there's there's almost no difference in the the hop profile. I would say, and mm. maybe maybe it is different hops, but it's comes out to the same combination mm. at the end. Very little yeah. difference in flavour. Yeah, completely. It is really similar. Um, I, uh, to be fair, I really enjoyed the Buxton. I thought it was really nice. I quite liked that extra bitterness, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But this is, because it's a little bit smoother, it's a nice, it almost comes perfectly after that bitter. Yeah. Sort of as you've had one that, uh, it's exactly the same taste, but just dials down the bitterness, just follows it mm. really well. I could what, drink what luck do we have? <laughs> <laughs> A couple of pints of this would go down well, whereas I think a couple of pints of the Buxton more top would be... Um, a bit too much, maybe. ...would leave a soapy aftertaste. Yeah, quite possibly. Sure. So, yeah. Excellent. Right. Uh, I'll talk about a game, I suppose. Why the fuck not? So, uh, I played quite a few games over the, the last week. I don't know why I've had extra time to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the PlayStation Plus games um, came out last month. Last month, last week, the new games for the month, um, and one of the games was Limbo. Oh, Limbo! And it's been out for fucking years, and it's been on almost every platform and console there is. What is it? Um, so it's a two D side scroller. Two, yeah, a black and white two D side scroller. So everything is shaded and toned in greys and blacks and, and whites. And you're a silhouette of a, of a yeah, young so you're yeah, a, yeah, yeah, you're a young boy, game. and it's a yeah, it's a two D side scrolling puzzler. So mm. You, every sort of screen that you move between is a new puzzle that you have to overcome. Um, it's paced quite well. It, it starts you off pretty easily. The sort of mid-game puzzles are quite nice that they they don't dial up the difficulty too much. Mm-hmm. And then when you're getting towards the end of the game, I found that there's some puzzles which were really difficult, and it took me ages to figure out what I was meant to do, and just through trial and error of doing different things on these puzzles. Um, so sort of one of the early game puzzles is, is being able to jump across water um, and then know that you have to move something to be able to um, get over to the other side of the water because you, if you, for some reason if he gets in the water he drowns. Can't swim the standard video game trope of humans yeah. are allergic to water. Water is bad. Um, that was my yeah. favorite part sarcasm 
of Assassin's Creed 1. <laughs> we just jump into it. I can't do it's anything. Like, oh no, I'm at a dock. Now I'm dead! <laughs> and <laughs> it wasn't you like running drowning and he goes or anything. It was instant, instant death. <laughs> the world's greatest assassin versus a puddle. Oh, well. <laughs> you have to lay his cape over it every time to walk across. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, with Limbo, one of the later game puzzles is um, all about moving some blocks um, and magnetizing them, but you can only move a certain amount of blocks versus moving another one because then that forms a bridge and the puzzles get quite complex and difficult um, right at the end of the game, which is nice. And as I said, it paces it quite well. How it does it? So you've already experienced what you've got to do on a previous puzzle, but one that was easier where you only have to do maybe one thing and then five puzzles down the line, it combines that one thing with something else and yeah. something else to, to make it more difficult. So it's a similar curve to like portal in the building. Yeah, of schools, yeah, definitely. But not being as explicit of like, you need to do this. Now you've learned this skill. You need to do this. Now yeah. you've learned the skill. Not that yeah. I'm slagging portal, but it's just a different mechanism. <laughs> um, and the only thing, yes, yeah, so the only things you can actually do are run, jump and pull push um, so it's very simple mechanically um, and there's hardly any sound at all except a few environmental sounds um, sort of the wind in the background as I say it's all tonal in colour and sort of you get maybe nine planes of uh, stuff going up moving going on sort of as it goes yeah right the so there's like stuff in the background that's like it's far away exactly yeah. exactly and a lot of that is animated as well sort of as you move around um, and it, this all sounds quite nice and quite an easy sort of thing but when you die, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> so if you fall on a, 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 a rotating blade, it will chop you into little pieces and blood will nice. spur around the um, uh, Right at the start of the game, there was a giant spider. If you mistime what you have to do with the spider, he'll just pierce through you and just lift you up and fling you off with his head. It's just like, that is brutal. The first time, because I'd never played it before. It's just a game that had passed me by completely. Um, and I, I almost knew nothing about it as well. So the first time I died, I went, oh, that's pretty good. And they say, oh, yeah, shit. Then you hit something else, or something lands on top of you and just completely flattens you. It's like, oh, this is awesome. This is really... Like, um, it's that game um, Super Meat Boy? Mm. But it sounds like quite a similar game. You've played Super Meat Boy, Adam? I have. Is it a similar game? Um, no... Sort of. Super Meat Boy is like piles on the difficulty. Uh, it, I guess um, Super Meat Boy, I would say, would be the the and a result of the breeding program between Limbo and Hotline Miami. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a good description. Nice, yeah. nice. So yeah, like I said, this game came out several years ago now. Mm. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it holds up. As a, just a nice. I mean, it's, it's me, quite a simple game. It is quite a simple game. I, I'm not sure how long I played it, but it, I couldn't have been more than sort of four hours, um, sort of for a run through, and that was over several sessions because it's, it, it saves every time that you move into the next puzzle as well. So you can just pick it up and put it down when you want. Do a couple of puzzles, come away from it, go back for another 15 minutes to some other point. Um, so it, it's quite brutal in some of the puzzles, but it's quite forgiving in how it allows you to to play which is very different from the other game I played this week. I'll talk about that in a minute. Hexagon. Hexagon. No, I've not played Super Hexagon this week. 
Although um, I did see that the uh, the original soundtrack is on Spotify. I is it? Had that a little really? listen to that the other day. Yeah. Awesome. Um, in uh, in super hexagon news, I made a discovery. <laughs> um, did you know you can play the game with your mouse? Uh, no. How do you do that? With well, left click and right click, and it will up your game. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Like within within two tries, I had beaten my record. Wait on a PC though on a Mac on a Mac that's not really going to help. Well, but with a mouse, finger with a mouse, not a finger. touchpad. Yeah, I suppose if you. Um... I've never used a mouse on a Mac. Is it not just one finger click, two finger click? It is. It's just one button on a Mac. Yeah. On a Mac it's a mouse. touchpad. Well, on a, a, Mac, on a, mouse. a Mac mouse. What yeah. do you mean? Oh, a Mac mouse. No, I'm talking about an actual mouse. <laughs> one that lives in, actual, in our garden. Actual mouse is a, a living creature that would not help no, you that play. That is a type of actual my mouse. Sorry. This is the mouse he's using. Tap its left foot. Tap its right foot. <laughs> yeah, what I've done is I've positioned a mouse, a living creature, onto my uh, my keyboard. And when I tap it on its head on the left side, it kicks the left arrow, and on the right side, it kicks the right arrow. And it's quicker somehow than me normally doing it. Nice. nice. Well, that's a, a pro tip. Yeah. Or an amateur tip, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows this already, and they're just sat there thinking, who are these guys in their super hexagon amateur ways? <laughs> nice. Um, so, have you played a second game? Um, Alex, you've you're um, you're gameless. I've yeah, I've done very little other than work, get home, walk the dog, and sleep for about six weeks. Because <laughs> um, working is a Call of Duty or a brutal. FIFA match. Uh, in the last since I was on here, I've re- uh, yeah, I've played maybe two or three Fifas. It's really, uh, my I've you know I've been done like fifty hour weeks. Yeah. Oh, I was just curious if, if you had managed to, to eco gaming time at all, uh, given our previous conversations uh, about, you know, balancing life and gaming. Um, yeah, well, at the moment, work is, is dominating. Um, and it's so, like, different to working in the office that, um, yeah, I'm just often just destroyed by it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I'm getting, I get paid. By the minute, so I, you know, I clock in and clock out. Oh wow! So sometimes when there's stuff to do, it's worth sticking around to do it. Mm. I'm not gonna pay very much, so um, you stick around for an hour or two extra on top, just to yeah, not two, but yeah, sometimes an hour, yeah. an hour and a bit, just to like wait for the last guy to come and do a delivery or something, and then you just help unload the van and right. Do stuff, extra stuff. I don't know. I have learned a load more things. There's this um, there's this line in Peep Show where Superhands is doing um, plumbing. I think randomly starts doing plumbing, and uh, he explains to Jeremy how easy it is, and he's just like, "Yeah, it's all like water Lego, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> that, that basically is what I'm doing on a daily basis. Quite a lot of the time, it's just like plug the such and such pipe into the such and such <laughs> vessel, and they're like. They're like you know four inch nuts, and like four inches is not how wide it is. It's just the length of like the one flat side. So four <laughs> inches fucking nut is massive. So it's wow. big as your head, and you're screwing this thing in with these absurd. That is a super spans. hexagon. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it really is. You managed to get it into your real life as well. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 
so yeah, I'm, I'm doing water Lego um, for 10 hours a day. And it's fun. I like it. It's Excellent. good. But it doesn't need much time for gaming, unfortunately. But I am learning more about brewing and beer making. Mm. Um, yeah, so. Excellent. Sorry, I don't have much else to say about oh, games. But we're, we're, <laughs> you, you, sure you do. We're getting a peep into um, more of the goings-on of, of, of beer emporiums. Yeah, Emporia. Mm, <laughs> not the beer Emporium. No, no. no not Very really. different place. But I will have more to say about... There are 900 beers apparently available tomorrow at Shit. this Great British Beer yeah. Festival. And so I was thinking, even if I had a shot, um, you know, like the small, like 25 mil shot, so I'd get 20 of those in a pint, roughly. Mm. 22 of those in a pint. Um, I reckon I, if I spend all day there, I might drink 10 pints. Still, that's only 220 <laughs> yeah. shots. It's still nowhere <laughs> scraping the surface of 900 beers. So I'm going to have to pick. You'd have to be there for for the four days, wouldn't you? Just... Yeah. That's true, yeah. And then you'd have to have your full 220 shots oh, each day, more or less. Still. <laughs> well, but there's a problem with that, because at some point you, your taste buds will be shot too. Yeah, I'd have to have a shot of water in between each shot. So the piss constantly. I would be pissing a yeah. lot. You need to need to get a catheter. <laughs> and the people we're going with um, told us the other day that um, my basically got a choice of um, tinsel wig or pirate hat. Not do you want to come? In fact, everyone's going in some kind, and everyone's either wearing a tinsel wig or a pirate hat. And you picked the wig. I did pick the tinsel did wig. Did you? <laughs> I thought it'd be funnier. Yep, like Tina Turner. Style. So I'm basically going to go. So, listeners who um, when they have, have already been to have <laughs> come back in time to listen, um, will be able to recognise me as one of the people with a tinsel wig. There, I'm not oh, sure. As Tina only. Turner. Yes, that's I was right. going to say. Well, now we're getting much closer because they'll know what the top of your head looks like and the bottom of your face. That's right. Much easier to recognise as long as yeah. you don't have an eye or, or nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cool. I'm super looking forward to the reporting back um, on that. Um, I suppose the problem for you, Adel, is that being over in Canada, Alex come back and say, this beer was great, this beer was great, this beer was great. And obviously we can go out and get them and you may not have a, uh, a, a very easy chance at picking up something. Correct. So you're going to have to go out to some beer festivals as well. Yeah. Um, and then come back and just throw beers through the screeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like that every week, really, when you guys say, oh, this is a pretty good beer, and I watch, especially um, on days like today where I have nothing, and it's earlier in the day, and I've got to drive soon, and it's just, it's this Pavlovian response coupled with, like, just baseline envy that just makes it worse, like, they compound really poorly. Um, on that bombshell, I think we should open the IPA. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've never had anything by this brewery before, Mad Hatters. Yeah, they, we did. Um, yeah, we yeah. had a, the Penny Lane. Oh, the Penny Lane. A couple yes, of weeks ago, yes. Of course. Which was quite nice, I think. It was, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously they're from Liverpool, clearly. Because of Penny Lane. Because mm. <laughs> of anything else. <laughs> this is called Follow the White Rabbit. So that's some other, is that some other Beatles reference. Uh, I think uh, it's a Mad Hatter reference. It's a... Uh, C.S. Carroll from uh, Liverpool. 
C.S. Carroll. You write Arsenal. C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. Yes. 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 Lewis Carroll, <laughs> aka Charles Dodge Dodgson. Uh, oh. if, if you pay attention to his mathematical pursuits. Yes. Yes. I don't fucking know. Uh, or or his economic one. There's a voting so, rule called the Dodgson rule, based on his work. Thank you. So is this a white, moving on, sorry. Is this a white IPA? It says on the front, with it saying follow the white rabbit. It's very clear, yeah, very light. I don't think there's any such thing as a white IPA. I've never heard of that. Mm. So you may have invented a new beer I may have invented a new beer style. It's a pale IPA, but then P in IPA yes. is pale. Hmm. How pale is it? Um, fairly pale. It's, I would say oh. as pale as the first, as pale mm-hmm. as the moors. No, no, I reckon no, no. It's much more orangier, so yeah. I'd say. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, quite cloudy. It's, it's, it smells nice. It's got oh, it's, quite the so head as well. It does, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that does smell good. What what does it smell like, guys? Um, let's have a smell. Mm. I had a taste as well, which is now ruining my smell senses. But... Ruining in the strong sense? Yeah, I, had, I, I don't know whether it was just because of the previous beers, but the smell sort of gave off a little bit of grapefruit as well, but more of that soury, maybe melony sort of. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like... Fruitier, I don't know, less. Um, it's nice. It's more like red berries than grapefruit. It's at that other end of the. It's at the, the smell is anyway. Hmm. It's an odd, like strawberries, combination of things that you can't quite put your finger on. Yeah, it's difficult. It's quite complex. And the, the flavor, the taste is different again. Yeah, the taste is different to the uh, to the nose, definitely. So the taste is reminding me of the New Bristol Flame. A little, yeah, yeah almost I like, I see like maybe not quite spicy. Yeah, that's right. So it's so spicier though than the last two, definitely. Mm. Hmm. Almost like um, it's that flavor. It's difficult to. Damn it, this is a really complex it, beer. It may come to us, it may come to mm. us. Um, so, yes, Adol, give us another game. Throw one at us. Devil May Cry 1. Ooh. On the DMC HD collection on the Xbox War 360. Nice. Um, made you go back to that? I realised I had it. Fair enough. It was, it was on my download list, and I... I've, I've I've gotten the Xbox resurrected, um, mm. so I can play it now. Uh, and so I downloaded Devil May Cry collection. Um, I have Devil May Cry Four and the DMC on um, Steam. So I thought, meh. As I pledged earlier when I started Assassin's Creed and then forgot all about it. Um, several episodes ago, I was going to try and uh, and have a franchisee summer and just yeah. sort of poke through. Um, so yeah, I, it, and it's fun. Um, I I mean, you can see its age in the 
camera not being controllable and also flipping it really in opportune moments. Mm. Um, but I forgot what I liked about the series is its focus on not just killing, like rather than being like points. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played Devil May Cry. Um, I don't think I played the first one. I think I played the second and third. So it's a 3D platformy brawler type thing. Hack and slash. Type. Yeah, hack and slash. Um, you as Dante have two weapons, a sword and guns. You start out with a sword and your two homemade handguns. You quickly upgrade to a much better sword uh, and a shotgun. You can swap between all your weapons um, and each you then every enemy you kill basically gives you red orbs which you can spend like buying moves for your different weapons yes. so yeah so like different combos that you unlock such that you can I thought said moves <laughs> like uh, moves yes moves for your weapons <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> um so oh now I'm thinking of a sword with moves on either side like instead of the 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 brace that uh oh. held in the and <laughs> the blade and just two moves not tits um, either not like female tits They'd no have to be moves saggy man hairy hairy nipples yeah. mm-hmm. nice lovely um, spending a long time on moves i blame you um <laughs> So yeah, uh, and, but what it does instead is every time you kill an enemy, it gives you a letter grade, and as yeah. you as you hit them, it'll tell you what letter grade you're on. But like, in order to get an A, it takes a lot of things, or just juggling them, juggling in mm. D- in Devil May Cry One. I don't know about the subsequent ones. So basically, yeah, yeah, it's all about just all about combos, isn't it? And, and, yeah, and but if you just use the pop up move over and over and over, you will get an A. Yeah, um, but it's actually quite hard to do that when there's when the mobs start getting the when there's more on the screen you can't just easily do it so mm. you sort of have to bounce between them while trying to do that stupid move uh which is holding the back dire- holding aim hitting the back direction and then sword swipe yeah um but when you're trying to switch directions to the next enemy you have to switch directions but then now hold the back from the way you're facing so it's actually quite hard to juggle multiple enemies just by the like the finger logistics Mm. because every time you turn around you can't immediately hit the bu- attack button with the sword otherwise you're gonna you're not gonna you do the right type of move yeah yeah and i suppose if you're if you're not juggling as such and you're just sort of playing normally you've but you've got the guns and stuff for ranged attacks and things so there's loads of different ways that you can try and keep your combos up i think for like, yeah like like using your guns to push to keep um other enemies <clears throat> back like the shotgun mm. does a full knockback um if you use your guns to kill, it, the guns do nothing for your, building your combo. Um, oh, really? Yeah, at least in Devil Cry 1. So, like, you can kill an enemy with just bullets from far off, and it, it'll die, and you'll get nothing. Not even a D. Um, and then at the end of your level, depending on the average um, letter grade, it'll, it'll basically tell you that was a C run-through, which for mm. those completionists of you uh, out there makes you want to redo the level when it's like really see <laughs> yeah. um, like um hotline miami yeah but it's this exactly is the same. i can't even remember when um devil cry one came out it's a ps2 game like, it was i think it's one of the first games to really or at least triple a titles to really um do this type of thing where you're like oh yeah you you beat the level but you did it in a kind of 
meh way. So fuck you. Did you um? Did you play it when it originally came out? Uh, I didn't have a PS2, but I did play a little bit on my buddy Ian's um, PS2. And this is uh, an HD version. Yeah, I mean, so from from memory, which is probably very difficult to do. They look it... the same. I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I mean, it looked pretty good then, and it looks reasonable now. All they did for these HD remakes, for the most part, is just basically rebuild it with high, with um, higher res textures, from what I gather. Yeah. Um, for most of these HD collection things, that's all they're doing. So um, you get the detail slightly better, but you're not. I mean, the engine's still the same, flagging engine, mm. uh, etc. Uh, but it looks good. I mean, uh, no complaints. I've. I mean. It helps that it's like a silly fantasy game with like ghosts and demons and zombies and you know wraiths and stuff. So would you, you feel can differently you, if it was humans. Well, if, if it was like like a sort of more like a Grand Theft Auto style game where it's um, supposed to be rooted in reality, then you can be like, that does not look like a cop, really. But yeah. like, I don't know what a, a wraithy witch who holds scissors <laughs> and fades in and attacks you and until you knock the scissors out of her hands um you can't hurt her i don't know what what she looks like in quote unquote real life she could look all flat and mostly (laughs) gray being floating through space and i'm (laughs) yeah overall i i I tend to be a very forgiving of older graphics um yeah much i'm much more on the gameplay side um so yeah that that's the second game i played um nice uh, Good. You, uh as with the first game you're gonna keep playing it you're gonna have you finished it no i'm only a few missions in okay um, so not the it's funny actually it took me a fair few number of tries to kill the first boss which is a giant spider and mm. then i sat like i left it for a couple days came back and then i, I killed got it down to like 20% of its health without being hit once. I was like, huh, this is a lot easier. What was I doing before? <laughs> and I was just doing standard jumping and dodging of attacks, like uh, rolling, and I was like, that. I swear I was trying this before. Yeah, you just really hammered when you were doing it the first time. Yeah, probably. Or yeah. the last time. <laughs> um, how about you, Ben? Uh, what else have you been playing? Um, so the only other game I've played this week is Galaxy. Which sounds odd. Galaxy. It's Galak Z. As in Gaze. As in no, as in it's meant to sound like Galaxy. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. No, I don't think it was Gaelic. Galak. Galak. What's this Gaelic said with a different pronunciation? K and C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you win you win this <laughs> one. <laughs> um it's uh, like a spaceship shooter. Um sort of the same kind of um, screen that you get on something of like asteroids, mm-hmm. um, and it's almost a, it's not you know like other twin stick shooters, but it's, it's not a twin stick shooter; it's a single stick. Um, and you spin around, you've got a throttle and uh, brakes and missiles and lasers and stuff. And you have to go through different levels and do various things to <laughs> like all games, like most games. <laughs> so to do things, you have to do things. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it, How big's the map? Is it like a scrolling map, or is it like? No, it's uh, it, it's almost like a square box, and so like various different things. Yeah, yeah, like that's right. You've got various different the things. The shape you're... of a screen. 
Exactly. A bit bigger than that, so you can move up and down and left and right. Uh, you've got lots of different uh, enemies to attack, which is good. It's almost in the style of uh, late 80s, early 90s kids anime. Oh. Game. So it's all about flashy colours on the logos and um, lots of so, odd So what's the button combination, combination to go Super Saiyan? So the one thing about this is that you can turn into a giant robot. Oh, my nice. God. <laughs> it's a perfect game, then. So you, you've, got, you know, you've got your ranged game with your spaceship. You run away from people um, with various different um, sort of boosting techniques, being able to go backwards and, and, and do sort of like strafes with your ship as well. But if enemies get too close to you, you can just morph into this giant robot, put your shield up, and then just hack the shit out of them. With like a sword? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, I think with I played a laser sword, clearly. Yeah. I think I played a game like this on the original Nintendo. Yeah, I uh, my next door neighbor came back from oh from quote unquote overseas when I was like eight, and he brought us um, 110 car- uh, games in one Nintendo cartridge. Nice. Um, so I have no, and of course, all the names are slightly yeah. different. So I have that no idea what the game was, but there was one like this where it was a frenetic. Um, shooter um it was more like a side-scrolling shooter uh yeah space this shooter, is sort rather. of yeah this is you, you can move in sort of uh, four along four planes up down left and right and, and the maps sort of spin themselves around so you're always going in sort of different directions um on each map but but yeah you push uh, the, button the way it's sort of, to a dude with a sword and then you smack things yeah although in this game you also shot bullets things. really slowly out of your head and toes i think Okay, you don't do that in this one. Yeah, anyway. It's definitely I'm gonna have to look dedicated up. lasers. Um, but anyway, um, the, the game is really fucking brutal. So it's um, set up in five seasons, uh, almost like a TV show. And to be able to progress to the next season, you have to beat five different levels, five different stages without dying. And so it's got very much uh, roguelike elements to it that once you die, you start back at the beginning of that season again. All of your oh, wow. uh, power-ups and everything you've collected over, say, three levels before you died are gone. Um, so it's quite, it's very, very unforgiving. Unlike Limbo, which saves between each puzzle that you do, this just fucking decimates you. And the tide of battle can turn almost instantly. You, you think you've got sort of two enemies in sight and you can easily go up to them and just shoot them with your lasers from your ship. And, and you're rolling into this battle with no missiles. And suddenly another group of enemies from maybe a different faction turn up and, and will engage with them and then engage with you. And suddenly you're just completely overwhelmed. And it just destroys this really good run you are having <laughs> maybe three or four levels. And you think, right, I'm going to get to the next... Um, it took me a few, I think I had about maybe three or four uh, runs to complete season one. Mm-hmm. And I think I've had about eight or nine runs of season two now. I'm just getting absolutely destroyed <laughs> about the second level. Um, so I think I need to change up sort of tactically how I'm playing it. Because um, I seem to be getting into far too many big encounters and mm-hmm. not isolating people as I was as I seem to be doing in the first season, as soon as I jumped up to the next season, sort of my tactics went out the window. Yeah. 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 So it's good. It's definitely one that because it's so unrelenting, it makes you want to play it again. With some of the other games we've talked about where they very easily die. It has that quick 
restart button. So you don't have to go back out to the main screen to start your season over again. You just hit your restart button and you start on season two, episode one mm-hmm. as such. And you can just keep rolling through it if you want. It's, um, it hasn't, I don't believe it's got any elements that sort of carry over with you between each of the seasons and stuff. Um, but if you get a different ability, so like side strafing, I only got on, I think, like the fourth or third um, mission in the first season. But that then stayed with you. So I think there's some sort of core mechanics which allow you movement and things which stick with you. But yeah, mm. upgrades to ships. I got a, had a, a really good ship, loads of these upgrades, rolled into season two because I kept playing it, seemed to keep all of my uh, ship upgrades, died in the first episode of season two, and it was just all gone. And thinking, oh no, that was the best chance I had of doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I like that punitive uh, na- nature of, of games uh, like where, oh, you didn't do it the first time? Well, now it will always be harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and start again, yeah. basically. It, it almost goes back to sort of games on the, the SNES and there's and the sort of Mega Drive where you didn't have save points. You had nowhere for the game to checkpoint or anything. Mm-hmm. You think of something like Sonic 1, you turn the game off, you've got to start, unless you know the cheat code. Hmm. You've got to start again. And it's, it, it, I suppose it's one of those things as a kid where you maybe don't have so many games. So you wanted, that was good that you didn't easily beat a game and you just yeah. throw it to one side. Um, so it's definitely a game that's going to sit on my PS4 for a while. And one that, in the seasons only take maybe 10 minutes to, or sorry, the uh, episodes only take maybe 10 minutes to complete. How many episodes so, in the season? Uh, five. You've got, to, you've got to get through five right, episodes right, right. without dying to, yeah, to progress. Um, so again, it's another game that you can very easily pick up if you've got sort of 15, 20 minutes spare, have a quick game and put it down again. So yeah, really enjoying that. And I think I'm enjoying that a little bit more than Limbo, even though Limbo was nice that it was the, the, the free PS Plus game that I got this month, having missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one just seems like it's going to hold my attention a lot more than Limbo. Now I've had a playthrough of Limbo and I've, I, I've done it, I probably won't go back to it. Mm. As this just screams at you to just try again. Yeah, I didn't get that far in Limbo. I kind of, I did get bored of it quite quickly. Um, mm. You've probably gone farther than me, further than me. Um, but I mean, it was pretty, and I guess I think the problem is there's a lot of competition in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I think I had just finally finished Braid, and then I did oh, yeah. Limbo, and I think I was probably just done with puzzling in that 2D plane. Uh, and Braid, I think, is just a better game than, than Limbo. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but, I mean, bringing up the roguelike thing, I think that's probably my favorite part of this Massive Chalice game, is just that yeah. people die, and you can lose the match, um, uh, and that has connotations on the metagame. Um, so, there, but that's it. Okay, keep going. There's all, there's enough things going on that the game's not mm. over, even if you've died. Well, like when I was playing uh, Omerta City of Gangsters, if you lose a mission, the uh, like a bank heist or something, yeah, you could keep going. But the incentive is to just reload the save game mm. and do it properly next time. Uh, yeah, and then, and yeah. some of the missions you kind of have to. Well, this there's literally no choice. Mm. There's like, well, I guess you could 
save and load? I don't know. I've never actually looked into that, because it's one of those auto-save games, right? Where you, as you exit, it'll save, unless you're sure. in the middle of an encounter. So Yeah. Um, so you may be able to start the encounter over again, but you can't sort of you know undo your... Um, small moves. Yeah, you can't undo your breeding pair as such once you come out of the screen. Oh, yeah. Maybe it auto-saves, and that's it. You've made that decision, and that's Exactly, it. yeah. 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 That's and nice. also... It's, it's good. It, it makes you, you know, stick to your convictions and... Yeah. Live with your fucking consequences, doesn't it? It's, yeah. So um, I just want to interject that um, this White Rabbit is one of the nicest beers I've had for a very long time. It's very good. It's actually very, very nice. Mm. Excellent. I, I think I'm getting uh, things as diverse as cherries. Oh. I want to say jam. <laughs> jam. jam. <laughs> really yeah, I mean, now you're yeah. having finished it now. Now you're saying there's, there's a lot of sweetness in there. Mm. It's difficult to like pin down. It's definitely in some point in the middle. There's there's cherries or some kind of red, uh, berry, berry-like things in there. So yeah, a berry of red. So it's my beer of the evening. Certainly, the, the beers have got better as we've gone on. They have, this, but this last one in particular, follow the White Rabbit by Mad Hatter. An excellent beer. An, an excellent beer. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Standout beer for, definitely. For a definitely excellent. Hmm. Yeah. So, so that is it for this a week. Short one this week. Yes, a short one. As Adol is taxi man. Yep. For the rest of the day. Well, so having uh, said that, we still broke an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll finish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've been tanked up. Um, you can get us at tanked up underscore cast on Twitter. I'm at underscore underscore forty seven. Adol is at the Omniarc. And Alex is. When you bump oh, into him at the London Beer street. Festival three days ago, <laughs> four days ago. Yeah. Alex is sparklingly wicked. Thanks very much in advance for not coming up and saying hello to me. I appreciate the... <laughs> bothering the me on my busy day. <laughs> it's a level of respect our listeners show to us by never bothering me in any way. I like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's it's good. good. We keep you insulated. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Right. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.